Round 7 saw the Hawks turn in their worst performance of the season. The Saints running riot to record a 69-point victory at Marvel Stadium. It was tough to watch, and it'll be tough to revisit, but that's what we do right here on the Hawk Talk Podcast. My name is Nick Mason, and Tiz, if you've got some positives from this performance, let's compare notes. Yep, let's do that. No worries. (laughs) Okay, so you messaged me. I can't remember when. During the game, you asked if I was still at the ground. Yeah, I said, are you still here? Yeah, and indeed I was. I stayed right to the final siren. I couldn't tell you why. Did you clap the boys off? Oh, no. <laughs> no. The final siren went, oh, I was straight out of there. No, that was not an applause-worthy performance. By almost any measure, that was pretty deplorable. I consider ourselves lucky. Because obviously they exerted themselves so much to win last week when we were there. <laughs> it was all for us. In Tassie. It makes so much sense now. Well, I mean, it meant... Bergon obviously injured, but Wingard is managed and so is Amira managed. Yeah. Which is how they've termed it. Either they don't want to let out what the injuries are mm. or they overexerted themselves. And certainly there was no whiff of competitiveness from the get go. No, no. Never in the contest. So Hilda held the ascendancy right from the first bounce and uh, it was frustrating. Like, I mean, you can explain it away. Like, it makes sense. If you're going to strip a team of some of its best midfield assets then this is what happens but all the same very frustrating and we were up against a team that had been you know bashed from pillar to post oh yeah hadn't had a pretty tough run and they needed to prove themselves yeah and ratten made sure they did i mean they've been builders contenders this year st kilda at least heading into the season. And so they've been wildly underperforming. They've been shocking. So it's just a matter of time until they turn it around. And look, I'm not going to flatter St Kilda. I'm not going to say... Oh, they're, they not, have, they're not that good. No, they're not that good at all. But they have, you know, bashed a team that just didn't turn up. That's our youngest squad for whew, a very long time. Yeah, very much undermanned Hawthorne side. So I don't think it says anything about St Kilda, really. I don't think they were that amazing. But it says a lot about Hawthorne, unfortunately. Does it? Well, it does because we don't bat deep. Our our midfield, our already vulnerable and underperforming midfield was exposed to a new level and we paid the price, shockingly. We didn't, mate, we didn't have a scoring shot in the first quarter. There was no connectivity at all. Well, part of me wondered whether without a mirror, Warper would look better. And I think you told me he got MVP. Yeah, the fans voted him MVP. I mean... He had a dip. 33 touches, a team-high 17 contested possessions. It might have been a game-high between two teams. I'm not sure. He had a team-high 11 clearances, and that was six clear of the next best in that stat, and then Cousins was after him. So he found the footy, and he worked hard to find the footy. And I thought Cousins played well. Cousins had 27 touches, 487 metres gained, which is pretty great. Uh, Team-high seven inside 50s. It's his disposal efficiency that was lacking at just 55.6%. And here's something that I want to talk about. We had Cousins and Warple, along with McGuinness, who each led our inside 50s. They were podium place for our inside 50s. So Cousins had seven, Warple six, McGuinness five. But they their disposal efficiency is shot. So Cousins ran at 55% just about, Warple 66% approximately, Finn finished with 50%. So you've got these blokes delivering the footy inside 50, even if we if we even get the ball there. The guys putting it inside 50 are not able to use it well. Did you notice late on, Morrison started kicking inside 50 and we looked much better with those entries? Right, there you he go. Didn't, he didn't impact the result at all, Morrison. No. But that's what the game plan is. Mm. Uh, McGuinness, how did you feel about him? 
Uh, he needs more time. I, I more time in AFL or more time generally? Just more time generally. Like right. I, I don't want to, you know, leap to a judgment on Finn McGuinness just yet. I, I'm not. He looks strong enough though. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. he? Like he gets tackled, he still manages to wriggle, get a possession out. Yeah. A uh, little bit unaware. He's a little bit predictable to the opposition, so he's mm-hmm. got to learn some smarts. But you can see the building blocks of a inside machine. It's just that we seem to have a very, very similar load of players. McGuinness it's, isn't, isn't yeah. quick yeah, either. No, that, that's the problem. I'm not sure what he does in terms of adding something a bit extra or bonus to this team. He kind of um, fills a need that can already be sort of covered by the other players that are out there. But, you know, I, I find it a bit a bit stiff to be critical on, on Finn. If anyone out, if any Hawks fans Oh, no, there, I, was, I was looking for positives. You know, you just got yeah. to look at little <clears throat> sparks from Finn and I, I thought he... Was competitive yeah. in his role. I mean, I didn't is, think he was outstanding, or no, that, that's a fair or assessment. a link player, or someone that the other players looked to give it to. Or yeah. he, he had no real impact there in providing options or anything like True. that. But in and around the footy and, and mm. see ball, get ball, and prevent and mm-hmm. pressure, I thought he was okay. You Having got, said that, my expectations going into, the, into this whole game were pretty low. Okay, because thirty three percent of our Stoppage clearances mm. were out of the side with Burgoyne, Amira, and Wingard gone. Yeah, and that's Wingard's right. one of our well, the the play you would select from our lineup mm. to kick into the forward fifty. Correct. That's so. Yeah. You know, I never saw Hawthorne winning, but I did not expect us to be totally non-competitive from the start. Yeah. And I think Jordan Lewis is quoted as saying, uh, "You don't know how much last week took out of them." Mm-hmm. When we look back at Melbourne and a few of the other games where we hung in there for large portions, yeah, do you get the feeling this was inevitable? Is this the 69-point loss we had to have, or should we be fearful that this is going to become a weekly pro- prospect? Oh, I'm not sure it's going to become a, a weekly prospect, but it's these are hallmarks of a rebuilding side. Because we're getting undermanned and our defence is starting to you know, give it up. Yeah, because they're getting absolutely battered every single quarter, just about. And especially here, yeah, it tends to be the, the quarter of the week. I think Ash Brown refers to it as Hawthorne Lotto, <laughs> where it's like there, there'll be a quarter. We don't know when it's going to be, first, second, third, or fourth, where it's going to absolutely blow out. And if it, if it happens in the first, there's always that glimmer of hope that Hawthorne might fight their way back. <laughs> Not on this occasion, unfortunately. Um, no, I don't think it's going to be a weekly prospect, um, but it's these losses are going to happen. Because that's a real problem for the club. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is. we've got West Coast Sunday. Yeah, and that is a danger of that happening again. How are just... we, we looking in terms of crowd, attendance, yeah. viewership? Yeah, it's bad for the brand, yep. for sure. I'd say that too. Um, I said we were going to focus on some positives. You've got to hold them back a bit because if we lead with them, this is just going to be one whole day of podcast and we, until we get to Nash in the box. Of oh, it's, yeah, you've you got to space out the uh, and really determine the shot and the chaser, don't you? You've got to space it out properly. Look, I, I thought positives. Jack Scrimshaw was just about my favourite player on the ground. Oh, that's two weeks for me. He's been yeah. the best out there. He's uh he's taking his game to a new level. Considering the outs that we have, you know, Day and Sicily, they're not small for us. And he stepped up here, 33 touches at 84.8% disposal efficiency, 471 metres gained, eight marks and six score involvements. I was very pleased with Jack Scrimshaw. And the other bloke you've earmarked is Jacob Kaczynski. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, on a dirty day for forwards, who just did not have the supply and never looked like being a factor, he tried. He really gave it his all. He finished with two goals and 11 touches. The intent, the endeavour of this man is unquestionable. And his reinvention as a forward target, it's a big tick in 2021. I think by the end of the season, if we're looking for things to hold on to, that is something that has really worked so far. And that chase, which he started right in front of me, Right, yeah, that's right. The Crows guy again. It's amazing how often this phrase comes up. Oh, by design. <laughs> I enjoyed a little too much, but uh, he chased about eighty meters. It's pretty much unnecessary. The game is beyond Hawthorne at that point, but not to. And he did influence the kick too. He did. It wasn't over for Cosy. It's not over till Cosy says it's over. Apparently, so I really admired that. Which is fantastic. Now. <laughs> Having said that, poor Emerson Jecker. I know, I know. What a game to debut in. Yeah, no, I felt for him. The other thing that I felt for Jecker was we were very tall going into that game. Well, we were. Now, we're going to get to some some of the more notable negatives here. Uh, the selection table was a big one for mine. Uh, well, we, we felt that against Adelaide too. Yes. Yeah. We went in too small. <laughs> <laughs> we went the other way here. Because we lost O'Meara and Wingard. Jager's been our best mid all year. No question about that. His absence was always going to kill us. The lack of Chad's X factor as well and the stuff he brings, that was going to be noticeable. Replacing them with two talls was interesting. Uh, we looked very slow all day. I don't know how you saw it. Well, I mean, we did replace them with two talls, but uh, McGuinness was, of course, an extra midfielder out of the last game. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, jeez, I don't know. It, it never, like, I might have been pretty negative going into the game, but I never saw this working. In what sense? Well, I just couldn't see us getting it down there enough with that midfield contingent. But who are you going to bring in? Who else you got? Yeah, that's my question. You got Downey in the seconds. Yep. He's yep. already had one game where he didn't appear. <laughs> but give him a real debut. The other thing is, in the ruck, even with all those tools. Yeah. We were out-muscled and out-played yep. and out-thought. So McAvoy can only do so much. Mitch Lewis had a crack, yep. and he is definitely just a pinch-hit ruckman. Yeah, definitely. He's, he's yeah. very naive in the craft still. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Kuzitsky's up to it. No. But he seems to have a frame that would be able to do it. Of so this, can of- we bring Reeves up? I think they're going to have to. Like, this is a club that needs to start trying a lot more than they are in terms of creative selections. See, the, the problem is you're not going to be winning a premiership this year. So what you want to do is plan for the next couple of years and you don't want to be yeah. swapping and changing. And, you know, if Hartley's just not going to be there in three years or he's not going to be good enough, mm. there's no point in bringing him in. Yeah. Basically, that's that's the deal. Yes. Yep. So... So are you saying that they've already made a call on him or we need to find out this year? Is that your point? No, I, I think they've probably made that call. Well, that's unfortunate. Don't don't you think so? Well, I mean, that when, appears when to he's be come in, he seems to play quite well. Uh, yeah, But they, they seem to be backing Timmy as yep. the third in defence. Well, now all of a sudden they are, yeah. Yeah. Hartley brought in one game last year, drops. Brought in one game this year, dropped him. Was it two last year? Anyway, I don't think he was given a, a good go, Hartley. So, you know, the, the club does seem to have made their mind up on, on him. But there's plenty of other guys that, you know, need more of a go. And either that or they haven't about, debuted at all. What did you think about small forwards? I thought they were crap. 
thought they were pretty crap, to be honest. When Hanrahan can't lay a tackle, not only inside forward 50, but at all. And, you know, kicked a beautiful goal, 14 touches, that's reasonable. But I need... A... Well, there's another small forward there that had far worse game as far as I'm concerned. Go on. Dylan Moore. Oh, Dylan Moore, yeah. Both of them weren't huge factors. At least Hannah's got a touch. <laughs> How many did Dylan Moore have? In fact, checking the numbers here, Moore had four more possessions. But isn't that just... That yeah, is... but Han- Hanrahan was getting the ball. Moore was receiving. But see, <laughs> sitting in the stands, so, hang on. that's one, how it felt. One it... was getting the ball and one was receiving, in your view. Yeah, that's one was going in and getting the ball. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, okay, I understand. That's now. how you miss these things, yeah, sitting well, in the stands. It... To be quite honest, I wasn't into stats counting by the end of oh. this game. <laughs> Look, it exemplifies the problem where, you know... You see these guys, and you're like, okay, well, one did perform a bit a bit better than the other in terms of accumulation of the footy, but did it matter? It didn't really matter, did it? Didn't matter to me. No, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It, not, not to me, other than being a bit uh, a bit picky. GF had a down week, didn't he? He did. Um, the Saints did well to blanket CJ, uh, stifling his influence. Just 187 metres gained on this occasion. Um, overall, though, not just the metres gained. His numbers were well down, and... That was obvious, even just reading the play and, and watching it. You don't have to look at the stat sheet to know that. And this is going to happen. They're going to pay more close attention to him as he starts to break out as a genuine star of this team. This is game number 14. So I'm not concerned no. at all. This no. is this is fine. This is all part of his learning and development. That's exactly what it is. And it's incredibly flattering that a team would put time into stifling him because uh, it, it suggests how much of a weapon he is. Now, during the week, this is a bit funny. I got a text going... Hey mate, I I hear Gunston's going to be uh, in the lineup this week. Mm-hmm. Should I pick him for my draft team? <laughs> um, do you reckon he'll play back? You know, behind the ball, we'll get a lot of possessions. And so I, I said, I don't think he'll be playing. Yeah. And I imagine he wouldn't be in defence. <laughs> <laughs> Ten wow. minutes into the game. Yep. Gunston is the last man. Mm-hmm. He's already had three touches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he didn't have too many more. He than didn't that. have too many after that. Yeah, but I was had a little bit of egg on my face for a while. But it looks like Gunners was underdone. He was underdone. I thought it was uh, very interesting. Not just his position uh, and deployment in the back line, but he started the game in the centre bounce. What are we doing? What is that? I ask you, Tiz. What? Explain it for me. Oh, I can't. I can't explain it. It's very strange. Has he literally ever played there? It's a touch of ever. the old Cyril Riolis in uh, the 2015 mean? Grand Final, where he <laughs> hadn't played for a while, and Clarko's gone, no, he's right to go. We'll start him in the centre. <laughs> yeah, but he can play the centre. <laughs> Gunston never has in his life, probably. Oh, uh, well, he wasn't Ruck, was he? I didn't <laughs> I mean, he, might, he played everywhere else. He was featured basically everywhere else on the ground, and look, he was underdone. I did feel for him. But he's still got his skills. Touch. Yeah. He just didn't, well, didn't, have the, didn't have the motor. He's a champion, but, you know, he was underdone. And why bring him into the side at all? It didn't appear as though they had a plan for him, Tiz. I, I don't... How were they trying to use him? Was he really stepping into that Burgoyne role of just go everywhere, just try something? Because they, they didn't know what to do with Gunston. It would have been panic stations that first quarter. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so... Yeah. Do you, do you feel the they ever steady plan went out the window? Did, did you feel they ever steadied the ship? Uh, there were moments when Cozzy looked threatening. Yeah, and there was some decent attack on the footy, but as soon as Frost ran through the centre mm. and then immediately gave it up. Uh, the the epitome of Frostball oh. in that in that five second play. 
Good frost, bad frost. Yeah, I know, but that's 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 the role of dice, isn't it? And it just wasn't. Nothing paid off for us. I think Mitch Lewis tried his guts out. Four touches. There's a hell of a lot of leads going dishonoured. I yeah. would I would say. Absolutely. <laughs> so Absolutely. There's a lot of panic. And as soon as that gets into a young side, they're never going to make their way back. Skill errors still remain a problem. Uh, Hawthorne, just their own worst enemy. And have been all year. It doesn't matter. In the wins and losses, it's been a constant problem. And so we had some absolutely horrific ones. Oh, skill errors, my goodness. You know? Yeah. You just can't. For a professional outfit yeah. to do some of the skill errors that happened, it's either fatigue or an inability to concentrate. Mm. Because every one of those boys can kick. We're not seeing it. We're just not seeing it. It doesn't seem to matter if it's under pressure or not. Just basic field kicking is... Doesn't have to be pressure on the footy, but it just it falls apart for us. We've got some questions here. We're going to be backtracking. God, here we go. <laughs> We're going to be backtracking on a few things here. So bear with us, listeners. This one from Clinton. Why are we resting players? How does a professional football team not even score a point in a quarter of football? Yeah, very good question. Um, I'm not sure why we rested those two, and whether we're going to see a lot of other players managed. Yeah, that the reason for that, I, I tried looking it up on uh, noted resources, uh, Hawk Headquarters and Big Footy. I haven't found an answer yet as to why we were missing O'Meara and Wingard. You have to imagine there was a decent enough reason. Are I mean, we avoiding a contract trigger? I, don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> I mean, look, there, there has to be a good enough reason. I trust the club in that regard, even though we did miss them sorely. Um, how did we not even have a scoring shot? It's not that like we just didn't score in that first quarter. Oh, we hardly got in the forward 50. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the, the, yeah, we couldn't get it past the wing. Yeah, and that's a failure of the setup. That's mm-hmm. a failure of the, the game plan. It's also a failure of the of the boys out there. I mean, they've played that much footy, they should be able to find one way to get a score, a shot. Yeah, right? a shot in about half an hour. Now, remember, we have seen teams much better than this side. Mm-hmm. Go down by eighty, was it eighty four points? Two weeks running to Geelong and then Gold Coast. Oh, was it? Okay, remember that twenty sixteen yeah. or whenever that awful twenty seventeen. There are worse performances with better players. Yeah, but I true. think in this case, it wasn't that they'd switched off like those boys had, mm. and they were over it. They reckoned their golden era was over, and they were looking at other things, taking their eye off the footy. Mm. These boys just fatigued. And outclassed as a result. This question from Jordan. Why on earth did we replace two midfielders with two tall forwards? Happy for them both to come in, but had to be at the expense of players of similar height. I mean, it raises a fair point, Jordan. I mean, Gunston and Jekka in, which, you, you know, you're happy to see both of them. Assuming before the game that Gunston's good to go, you're happy to see both of those players. So why didn't Dan Howe just resume in the lineup? Why did he go to Box Hill? I don't know. He played well for Box Hill, so it suggests that he was right. 30 touches and a goal. Yep. Yeah, it's a bit like that. We're kind of just staring at each other, listeners. We don't really know what was on their minds there. Um, the, the team balance was all skew-if. And I mean, he, he can play back as well. Yeah. yeah. So Is McGuinness holding Howe's spot in that case? Is that what's oh, keeping him out in I that particular I hope McGuinness gets a bit longer. I also yeah. hope Jekka gets a bit longer. Oh, Jekka bloody deserves it. I mean... You have to drop a couple of tools, though, so who's going? Well, Lewis or T.O.B., right? Sure. Well, I mean, if you're looking at the... I know T.O.B. has been playing back, but if you're, if you're looking at the forward contingent, 
Well, I, I don't think he played well back this week, so... Not especially, no. Anyway, there's there's far more questions than answers this week, and that's because they were playing well below their best. As incidentally, Collingwood... This is a fantastic stat. Go on. Taking Coll- the heat off us for a sec. Collingwood's opponents have kicked 14 more goals this year than they ought to have. Oh, wow. According okay. to the stats. <laughs> from where they've been taking shots from, etc. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that wonderful. Uh, it makes me feel a little bit better, I'm not going to lie. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> so, all things being equal, they'll return to some semblance of a club. And the other thing was, how good was the loss Geelong suffered? <laughs> yeah, well, that's just uh, that's justice, isn't it? That's all that is, that is justice. Well, it would have been justice if it was against Brisbane. But, well, okay. in this case, Sydney got over the line, which was a little bit sour. But anyway. No, I'll take it. No, Geelong being dogged at the end by an umpiring decision. I don't care what form that takes. I'll take it every day of the week. And just the look from the Geelong players and supporters was outstanding. <laughs> and uh, Scotty having to uh, bite his tongue at the end in the press conference. Yeah. So desperately wanted to say something but couldn't. Beautiful stuff. I will say, though, returning to a bit of a positive, it was just really nice to see Jekker out there, wasn't it? I know he didn't do much. He only had two touches, virtually unsighted after his spectacular grab early, which was a nice highlight for him. Oh, he announced himself and then it just, the, the rest of the, the rest of the team, in conjunction with St Kilda, spoiled the party for him. And it, it's a shame. He takes up some good positions. Yeah. I didn't mind watching him. I got a bit excited every now and again when he got near the footy. It'll click. It'll click. Nothing was clicking this week. No, not for him, not for the rest of the team. So, whatever. Keep him in, see what happens against West Coast. See what happens at the MCG. Oh, that'll be exciting. Yeah, you're going then. I am going. Yeah, I've got my tickets. Yep. All good. <laughs> MCC or Ticketek or whoever were managing it buggered up at 9am this morning, but oh. they reloaded and came back at 3 o'clock oh. in the afternoon and said, you can get your tickets now. Okay. And I did. I'm undercover. All right. Good rain. Do you think we'll go as tall? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Ned Reeves' debut? What do you reckon? <laughs> He's not bad in the wet, actually. I'd love to see Ned Reeves' debut, but perhaps not in the wet. <laughs> now, Segler, he didn't play on the weekend, did nah, he? No, Segler didn't play. So are we moving on to Box he... Hill? I think we are moving on to Box well, Hill Well, I now. think we, what we should do is talk about what changes we would like to see. Okay. Because obviously, Amira and Wingard are probably you know going to come back. Yeah, I mean, right? I bloody hope so. Managed. Yeah. Managed, yeah. You'd, you'd, you'd probably think they'd be back, straight mm. back in. Yeah. So... Couple of boys come out. We're going to swap out someone because they've got a decent forward line. They've got a three prong forward line, so you're mm-hmm. going to have to keep a tall defender. Yeah. Uh, Timmy's played well against them in the past, <laughs> but he'd played well against Melbourne as well in the past. <laughs> I don't know. Do you abandon that experiment that quickly? It's all a little bit too much like Band Aid Solutions, Nick. There's almost too many pieces to try and shuffle at once. We like our players to be able to play forward and back. Yeah. As Clarko was quoted as saying. Yeah, true. And that's evident. Like, that's completely consistent with Clarko. Which is great when you have an opponent and he's trying to work out where you're going to put players and it's great in-game. But Mm. in terms of structuring before the game and making it explicit to your players how you want to play, I think there's confusion. We never start well. Maybe. Maybe. So so players are being charged individually with too much to think about, is that? There's, like you say, too many moving pieces. It, it, well, it's, it's probably a game plan for young men that's too, I don't know, cerebral. Well, all I'm thinking about is 
you know, you're looking at what changes you'd make for this week. You'd almost be inclined to make changes across every line with this Hawthorne outfit. And that's... I don't think you can do that. Well, no, it's incredibly destabilizing. But when you Let think about it... Let me hold up Sydney as an example. Right, okay. I know you're loath to do this, but anyway. Yeah, exactly. They've had far more chances to get top-end talent into mm. that lineup, mm. But their game plan is, looks far simpler than ours. How would you characterise it? Uh, get ball, everyone flood forward, hit space. Yeah. It's a very high-intensity mm. game plan. Ours is not highly intense. Well, it doesn't use the youth and yeah. work them into the ground like the Sydney game plan does. Incidentally, that's when I think we're at our best. When we've seen our best flashes of footy, it is fast. Mm. And we'll we'll get to questions about you know our strategy and long term strategy uh, a while later. But yeah, there's in selection. You, you look at forwards, mids, and backs, and you could realistically make changes across all three lines. But do you do that? That's enormously destabilizing. I don't think it helps us win. I felt but, Greaves had to come in for Burgoyne, and that didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. Well, I, I think, as I said, I reckon Gunston filled the Burgoyne role. If I had to hazard a guess at why Gunston was out there, that that's my guess. All right. Well, we had a great win for Box Hill against the Zebras, Sandringham can, Zebras. Can I tell you about my experience of that match? You were there, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I might have popped in. <laughs> okay. Well, I was out with a friend when the game started. Mm. And when it was... We t- looked great. We looked great early. Yeah, yeah. We, we looked really good. Uh, checked the score. I was like, okay, Box Hill doing their thing. They really like to put the hammer down and break away to a nice lead. I like this. By the time I get home, I realise, oh, there's a stream of it. Brilliant. I just put it on the telly. Put YouTube on the telly. Was there a stream? There was a stream. It was via YouTube. Oh. So I chucked it on in time for the second quarter. Brilliant. About 10 goals to nothing. I think it was nine, wasn't it? Was it? It was nine or 10. Well, right. either way, Sandy just absolutely obliterated Box Hill in that second quarter. And I thought, this is cruel and unusual. Well, they are pretty good on their home deck. I mean, after all I'd put up with the day before at Marvel Stadium, I thought, this is really mean. <laughs> this is a cruel twist of fate. Did you think it was you? I that, did. That's, I, that's your personality. I think I jinxed it a little bit. <laughs> that must. Uh, I, so I, then, I, let, let me guess, you turned I, it off? Well, I had to go out. Oh, wow. I had plans. Mm-hmm. So at halftime, TV went off. I, I headed out. Next time I checked the score, Box Hill are in front. I'm yeah. like, what is it? I haven't seen a single Box Hill goal. <laughs> like, what is going on? And uh, I ended up, once I saw they were in front, uh, I chucked on the stream on my phone again. And I saw Fergus Green put one through and then... The next time I shoot the score, would won the game and won it quite handily. It was 30 points in the end. What happens here? Like, the, the wind must have played a part for some of it. Yeah, there must so have been a scoring end. Third quarter, Box Hill decided to go hammer and tongs, just scored beautifully. Frawley had no answer. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit mean. What? Hawthorne Premiership player James Frawley. Yeah, he was at Sandy. Yeah. And uh, Dunstan was playing pretty well for them. And Anyway, we, we, were, we were fairly good. The, um, the bloke I liked was DeLuca in his first game for Box Hill. I think he waited 18 months. Yeah. He's formerly of Carlton. Yes, I think so, yeah. And uh, he was so excited to get an AFL Guernsey and then they mm. unceremoniously dumped him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they got a fairly... Like, he might get a, a look. Yeah. Mid-season, 
Dan Howe played well. Connor Nash had 20 touches. Tyler Brockman, my goodness, he, he's straight back in as far as I'm concerned. He is. Yeah, 16 okay. touches, finished with two goals too, and looked very good. You were talking about Fergus Green. He's an yeah. unlikely type, would you, you say? Yeah, he, he is. But he, looks, uh, he, he doesn't look very coordinated. <laughs> he gets the job done. But five goals won from nine touches. Yep. He's just a goal machine. I think pre-season he was strutting his stuff and it's to the same effect. Uh, certainly in the, in the campaign proper, um, he's really been hitting the scoreboard well, Fergus Green. So, formerly of the Dogs. Uh, so, you know, he's got AFL experience. He's 23 years old. Well, I always forget he's from the Dogs, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other guy who was actually BOG is uh, Vincent Aducci. He's a very classy player. Yeah, he's good. 20 touches and four goals too. Absolutely deserved. Uh, what was it? He got a medal or a trophy or something? Yeah. I'd... Some sort of accolade. I forget which. But um, yeah, definitely deserved BOG honours. Uh, September 89 asks, uh, what are Green and Aducci like? Worth a look. Both dominating in different areas for Box Hill. Big step up. But hey, nothing to lose. Uh, well, it turns out they're pretty good. Well, you got to remember these guys have fallen off the list due to COVID and mm. the reduction in the list. Uh, I mean, Green. Yes, so yeah. there are, there is guys out there who'll definitely be picked up again, especially if they reform the lists. Mm. So Box Hill, wonderful comeback. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason the Zebras only kicked a goal in the last quarter with the wind was because they were buggered. Yep. They just weren't fit enough. Well, Box Hill had the early ascendancy. Yeah, they, so, they had to work very yeah. hard to get back. Yeah. Sandy hit back and hit back well. And then Box Hill went, well, no. That's not how this goes. But it and was so, it was a concern how bad the defending was for oh, Box Hill at points. Pretty catastrophic quarter. Yeah. It's, it's one of the worst I reckon I've ever the seen in my life. Positioning and watching the ball. Anyway. But, but yeah, Box Hill just weren't prepared to be bullied. They're like, no, no, we're the bullies here. We're the team that slams on the goals. And they did so again. It's become a recurring thing for Box Hill. And without Checker, of course. Without Checker, it's very impressive. Because he's been very important in their... Yeah. Um, forward play. Yep. And set up Fergus Green for a number of goals. Yes. So yep. it's very well done. I was disappointed Connor didn't kick a goal though. No, but twenty touches. Yeah. Stakes his claim. Do you reckon he's a chance for West Coast? Honestly, I'd... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, I, I, it's, it's it's hard to know, isn't it? There's a few players that are luxury players, and he is a luxury player mm. because he can't do everything. Do you know what I mean? He can't do everything equally well. He can do some things very well, but we're not in a position to be able to afford him a, a spot. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Hawthorne versus West Coast at MCG, Sunday, one ten pm Now, the Eagles cruised to a 59-point victory over the Dockers on the weekend. Kelly and Gaff starred, which is a real worry for us. 42 and 35 disposals, respectively. They loom as major threats in our clash this weekend. We assume we're going to have O'Meara and Wingard back, which will help. But uh, you've got to be a little bit nervous about this one, I think. Well, the that's the spiel from Simpson will be, we've got to do something on the MCG yeah. and interstate because yeah. everyone questions our ability here. Mm-hmm. And so they'll be, you know, looking at this game, especially after that one in Geelong where they were bloody awful. Yeah. I was and, shocked and, and they don't... beat the Dockers by as much as they did. It seemed like the Dockers game plan completely failed. Yeah, yeah. After half time, I was going to say, don't forget the Eagles lost to St Kilda. They got run over the top of in that final yeah, quarter yeah, recently. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not as good as Freo made them look. But uh, do they have Shuey back yet? I don't think they do. 
Any debutants this week? Do we try anything? Oh, please play Reeves. You reckon? Even if Nick Natanu is going to jump all over him, he needs to know what the best looks like. If Nick Nat wants to jump all over Reeves, he's got a mountain to climb. <laughs> <laughs> I think Reeves would be taller than him. I think, you know, surely Reeves would want to play against someone like Nick Nat. He'd be a, he's an icon of the game. Yeah. Changed ruck forever yeah. in how it's played. No one's ever really done it like that before. At this point, I don't really mind. Uh, the, the weather would be the only concern for me, but otherwise... Dan Howe comes in. Oh, Dan Howe could come in, but I still think... If they if they hold Finn in the lineup, then I don't think Howe comes in, would be my guess. I'd take out one of the small forwards, put Wingard forward and bring Howe in. I'd right, have, to, okay. have to bring Howe in. Yep, and you want Brockman in as well? I do. Brockman for Hanrahan or more or... I don't care. <laughs> Just get him in. Yeah. We have to see more of Brockman. Uh, but it'll be for one of the tools. They'll probably play quite small. Downey a chance? I'd love to see Downey, just due to his pace. We need yeah. someone to excite us. We need some carry. Because mm. obviously our disposal is not good enough. So we need to actually run and carry the footy. Hold the footy long enough to right. then find an option up the line, yeah. Which is what Box Hill did um, in the last quarter. They were running and carrying the ball and, and yeah. maintaining possession and waiting very patiently. It's something I still don't quite understand, how different the complexion of their forward line looks to ours and how much more effective. Oh, you got to remember there's there's not many um, great defenders hanging around the VFL. Yeah, but it's not just up to the defensive posts. It's through the middle of the ground as well. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just sometimes think we can take a leaf out of their book. But anyway. We can always send Cozzy back, if you'd like. He had very good record in defence. Well, I think we are talking about it last week. It's either O'Brien or Cozzy you could swing back. I don't know. I still think TOB or Lewis probably loses their spot this week. Right. I just don't know which. I, actually, no, I do know which because Tim O'Brien doesn't get omitted. It's, okay. He just doesn't, so it's going to be Lewis. So what are we looking at here? Because it's a bit dark clouds, don't you think? Are we looking at one game where we're just non-competitive and we can ignore it and keep on going and, you know, we were undermanned to buggery. So what are we thinking? Well, on the one hand, yeah, this is one out of the box in terms of our personnel that we had out there. Very far away from our best 22. Uh, Gunston being out there was underdone. Uh, no O'Meara, no Wingard. O'Meara in season 2021 is a huge out for us. That That's already a massive handicap because we just lose our ability to clear the football and have any sort of breakaway. Um, there's no Sicily. There's no day. And I know that's been the case for a number of weeks. But, you know, I'm just making a point that we have not seen the best of this team for a long time in terms of pure star power. With no Sicily and no Day, a lot of the, two of those players at least are in positions they're not going to be in in the future. Mm, that's right. On the other hand, you know, this final margin has been looming over us for a while, how we lost to the Saints, 69 points, because we are having those quarters literally every single week where a team runs over the top of us and they yeah. slam on five or more goals in quick succession and hold dom- dominance over the Hawks. So in a way, we shouldn't be that surprised. So here's the next month. Yeah. Next four weeks, Eagles at the MCG, mm. North at Utahs, mm-hmm. Carlton at the G, and the Gold Coast Suns in Darwin. I mean, it sounds doable, doesn't it? Some of those sound pretty good. In fact, probably every team after West Coast... I'd give us a reasonable chance, depending on the personnel that's out there. But you just don't you don't know with Hawthorne. It is very much Hawthorne Lotto. 
You don't know when they're going to show up. You don't know when they're going to drop their bundle. And that is, you know, characteristic of a young side. It's characteristic of a rebuilding side. I hope we can get some more consistency in our games. Even if they're losing efforts, I hope we can see some more consistency in our output. I hope North have someone big before they play us. Oh, Collingwood, 18th versus 17th. Yeah. How beautiful is that? I let you uh, look that one up because I've read that one. (laughs) (laughs) I I read that was coming up. I was like, I don't know who to tip for my multi for that one. To be honest, the multi's pretty easy this week. You think so? Yeah. Richmond Geelong on the Friday. Richmond. GWS Essendon. GWS. Suns St Kilda up at Metricon. Saints. You sure? Because the Suns just beat Collingwood on the G. Oh, that's true, yeah. Which, See, I, which I did forecast. You did. See, the Suns still have the stench of like the past few years on them, so I never trust them enough to tip them. Well, there's your 50-50. Okay. North, Collingwood. I'm going to go north. I'll back north. If they get a win before they play us, is that good or bad? Because this is... I don't know, but I think... This is one of the great pub (laughs) topics of all time. Do you want your opposition to win the week before or not? I think it's just about Buckley's job. If if Collingwood lose this, it's over, right? Okay, so that's your... You're gunning for his role, eh? I'm not not gunning for his... I don't want the man to lose his job. Hashtag sack bucks. But... (laughs) I'm just saying it's pretty dire if he does. Melbourne versus Sydney at the G. Oh, that's a good game. It's a good game, right? Yeah, Melbourne. Port Adelaide, Adelaide. Port. Hawks, Eagles. It's all right. West Coast. You can call them Weekles. (laughs) I have to tip West Coast based on what I saw. Dogs, Carlton. Ah, dogs. And for me, this is the hardest one. Frio, Brisbane. I don't know off the top of my head. I'm going to leave that one a question mark. A bit of a mystery for the listeners. Because I want to look at how Brisbane historically have performed in Perth. And whether it's played in Perth. Yeah, that's right. Actually, yeah. It's a good point. Anyway. Where are we left going forward? We have a number of miscellaneous listener questions. I feel we Well, I'm fascinated to see how Clarko or whoever's in charge of the selection committee um, structures the side this week. Because I have been critical of the lineup for about three or four weeks now. I just don't see the game plan. Well, it's funny you say that. We had a question from Penny Packer at Hawk Talk Pod. What exactly is the game plan that Clarko is trying to implement into the team? And uh, a bit of a follow-up related question from Lauren. Given that Clarko was outcoached on the weekend, should Clarko and his current coaching techniques be questioned? I know the media and fans were praising him for his stroke of genius moving O'Brien to the back line. But as you know, some of us were already thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting ourselves among the elite there. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, uh, well, they, we were. We yeah, were. Yeah. I mean... I said said at the time we were sitting in the stand, I said, if there's one player who knows how to stifle a young key forward's career, it's (laughs) O'Brien. Oh, did I say that on the pod? Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, these are fair questions because I could not discern what Clarko was trying to do against... Well, it doesn't work. That's the point, Nick. We never see the game plan because it doesn't work. So you think that the players are pretty much implementing instructions and it's it just failing. It doesn't matter. If, well, even guess, if yeah. they can't implement it, it's not getting over the line. So he has to change the game plan midstream. Yep. And sometimes that does work. Yeah, no, you're completely right, whether it's being implemented and or not. Because yeah. it's midstream, it's pretty easy to understand. He's yeah. not going to come out there with a huge theory and go, oh, this is what we're going to implement at halftime. No, he goes, no, nah, 
look, fellas, I think if we just kick long or if we do this or if we hold the ball and, or if we play on mm. at every opportunity, which mm-hmm. is exactly what they did against Adelaide, yes, yeah. um, that we might do better here. Mm. No, I think it's... Uh, anyway, we can't really judge the game plan because we haven't seen it. <laughs> That's a worry. Uh, we heard from... Uh... From Justin and September 89 here. First from Justin. Morrison, Mitchell, Warple, Howe, Phillips, Cousins, Shields are all slow and average kicks. And as soon as the ball gets to the outside, we're left for dead. The list needs a complete overhaul. We have three picks, or we will have three picks inside 25. We desperately need to get midfield speed. And then to follow up September 89. Based on what we've seen from our list so far this year, what are our options come the end of the year? All draft, bring kids in, or we could trade Brewster or Gunners for another first round pick. That'd mean we'd have two firsts and two seconds. Or do we trade for a Zach Merritt type? We sorely need another gun mid. What round are we? <laughs> I think eight now, coming up this yeah. weekend. Yeah, I'm not counting any longer. Um, <laughs> it's a bit disappointing. Losing on the weekend can no longer make finals as far as I'm concerned. Oh, you weren't aiming that high. <laughs> Don't tell me you were. Uh, these are the kinds of questions that supporters will be asking. These are not, you know, these are fair things to, to discuss, I think. They are. E- uh, even you, at round look, eight. The only reason eight. you're going to flog a top-class player is if it's a super draft coming. Mm. Is it a super draft? I think I heard that it was for midfielders. Yeah, but you've got to make sure yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> before you get there. Well, don't ask me. I'm not. <laughs> so we have the second. <laughs> ask Mark McKenzie. We have Magpie's second round pick. Yes, that's right. Yeah, uh, that's that's already there for it's us. Pretty delicious, actually. Yeah, like They're sitting below us on the ladder. Got to make sure we beat them. Yes, of course. Uh, GWS have their first. Geez, they're in strife, aren't they? Well, you'd expect that they are, but you know, being such a big club, someone will help them out. <laughs> um, yeah. So I could definitely see the argument to put some players on the trade table. I'm at that point where I would say last year I would have outright said no to Bruce and especially Gunston. We knew Gunston was heading for a PCM. Uh, I don't know. I, I need some time on this question now. I've got to wait till the end of the year. Well, when you I, have I'm... an average winning margin of two, <laughs> yeah, I think you do have to ask a lot of questions like this. Got to be bold, I reckon. Got to be bold in a rebuild. There's no point playing it safe. Got to try and get back into contention. It's going to take some big calls. And uh, I don't know. I was a flat out no to those ideas last year. And, and these days, round eight, 2021, I don't know. I'm open but to all, it. Having said that, there's hardly any blokes that have already been contracted for next year. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. We'll wait to see what we've got to play with, I guess. Uh, this question from the one and only Dancing Bear. Good to have the one and when only Dancing Bear. When are they going to announce um, GF is uh, recontracted? Yeah, that's in the works, isn't it? We've yeah. had rumblings that that's pretty much done. Uh, yeah, that should be anyway, that's something to look forward to. Dancing Bear, he's yeah, always Dan- Dancing good value. Bear. Dancing Bear wants to know if we should go after Patrick Cripps. He's very, very nice to watch. Very good game-ending goal on the weekend against the Dons. You wouldn't know it though, because oh, that all was the re- fantastic. I love that. It's all been about Essendon. What was it? Something like Essendon young players look really good and Carlton concedes another big score. All the news yeah. from the MCG. <laughs> Carlton won. You know, it's- yeah. I had to admit, because I saw... I never expected fake sports news. Can I just put that out there? <laughs> I, I saw the headlines before I saw the score. So I did think that Essendon had won. <laughs> 
So it really, it got me. Anyway, uh, this final question here from Anthony. Do we need to make the hard call on Tom Mitchell? We lack speed and penetration through the middle. Warple needs to play inside mid every game. Trade Tom for a first round, then go heavy on mids at draft time. Yeah, it's a big one, isn't it? It is a big but one. But this is what I'm talking about. It Are we going to be mercenary with the mercenary? <laughs> it doesn't feel like you can rule these things out straight away anymore. Does Tom want to stay? Because that, obviously, I mean, that has to be how you term it. Like, if you're, if you're PRing it, <laughs> yeah. it's like the whole Wingard thing. He doesn't really want to be here at Port. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to get rid of him. We're going to get the most we can. <laughs> right? 38 touches against the Saints. The guy lives and breathes leather. Yeah. Did you like his game against the Saints? No one looked good. But he didn't stop. He went, got the footy as much as he could. Yeah. He played Tom Mitchell's role. Yeah, he did. Whether it's effective or not. You have an A-class mid there. Mm. You're going to get a lot for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But who are you going to replace him with? Is it Warple? Is he up to the job? Well, he seemed to be in the absence of Mitchell. Did he? Proved himself in some respect, didn't he? Oh, that that, that year. Mm. Yeah, I suppose he did. So it's got to be something. It's got to be worth something. Here's something that will uh, blow people's minds. What oh, if we uh, mm-hmm. strike that and reverse it? What if Warple's the one who has currency and we get rid of James Warple? Well, see, that can't be done. Well, he's 2023, isn't he? But contracted to 2023, I mean. Mm. But if he had the choice, you still wouldn't pull the trigger on that? No. All right. No, no. Um, he's the young leader in that side. Yeah. Hey, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm for it. I'm just spitballing. Don't shoot the messenger. What happened to John? Why isn't he on the chopping block? What are you talking about, Jager O'Meara on the chopping block? Yeah. Why? Why is it only Tom and Warps? What about Jager O'Meara? Is the guy that we clearly? If, if this if this past weekend was evident of anything, good old John Nonies. What? What are you? <laughs> he's the guy we can't afford to lose. All right. Like, everyone's that, saying, oh, Tom Mitchell will never be as good as he was before because he yeah, broke his leg. Yeah. Well, hello, John's running around with no knees. Jager O'Meara has been our best performing mid and it's not even close 100%. in 2021. He has been, yeah. You're being completely facetious. But wouldn't you get more for him? I don't know. I don't know. Th- these are the sorts of things you need to be talking about. Uh, just fix up your wings and, and tell us what's wrong with Seamus Mitchell. Because that's, yes. Oh, my God. What, what is... is you know, it's an ankle injury that's been hanging around since we drafted him. Yeah, hopefully he's fine, but we want to see him. We don't really need to know, but we want some kind of idea. Of... No, that's what, what a club should do with its fans. Is, well, you know. you know, there are circumstances where that's not the best idea. I, I'm not saying, oh, Christ, I wish I'd never said anything now. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what, are you, what are you implying? It's just an ankle injury. Remember, Sermon came to the club. He didn't want to be playing AFL and then oh, abruptly okay. left. All right. That kind of stuff. Right. Okay. Right? I don't know. Well, I'd like and to... And now he's playing really good footy in the SANFL and will mm-hmm. probably get picked up by somebody. I'd like to know what's happening with Seamus Mitchell rather than just seeing ankle indefinite week after week. Yeah. And day is listed as indefinite as well. I don't know. It's just how it's you know it's just the <laughs> you know what the slings is? and arrows of being a footy fan and the frustration of watching teams that look quite good one week look absolutely awful the next. And it's yeah. just a way of the fatigue and the youngsters and lack of concentration and not having guys that played with much. I mean, how many games would McGuinness had played with any of those guys? Basically, mm. none. Yeah, you know so. I mean, he's played at Box Hill, but he's never had uh, Tom Mitchell next to him or yeah. Warple or Q 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. It's a fair point. You can probably tell listeners we're hungry for hope. When he broke, when he broke forward, I was hoping he'd be looking for Jekka. Yeah, right. He hit up Cosy, didn't he? Or was it Mitch? I forget. I don't remember. I just Finn had Finn had a goal assist. It was, yeah, yeah. It was Mitch Lewis. That was one of our better plays of the day. It was. Yeah. Look, build slowly, but not this slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the message for the pod? Uh, yeah, I think it might be. I think you've wrapped it up very nicely. We want to get to some social media stuff just before we wrap up. Uh, look, if you if you love the show, do shout it from the mountaintops or. More conveniently, you can just do it from Apple Podcasts. You we're can... gonna find. We're gonna have to find other ways to enjoy the footy. I'm. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we've said that in other years for the podcast as well. No, I, I mean, this. You know, if there's a few more injuries to this lineup, and we yeah. are heavily dependent on a few players, mm-hmm. which is concerning. Yeah, for sure. Um, but then you know, if they're out. Opportunities present themselves to other people, like we saw with Cousins. That is where the enjoyment comes from. I'm telling you right now, uh, the second the club starts being a bit more bold in trying new guys, it'll be much more enjoyable for us. And I know, hopefully, it won't always be like Jekka. Okay? I'd, love to, I'd love to see Pepper, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. His attack on the foot is, uh, you know, you do sort of suck in your breath when you <laughs> see him approaching a pack. Incredible. I mean, hopefully they all don't come in and, and get absolutely no shot at it like Emerson Jekka did. That's my point. You want these guys to come in and have a, a solid debut where they can hang their hat on. Uh, take two for Jekka next week. West Coast. Hope so. Yep. Goal or two? I don't know. I think there might be one of those things where uh, Clarker reacts, gets a bit defensive next week, mm. and then we go again. You know, he gives a few people a rest. Yep. And then we go again against North. Derailed me again from our social media stuff. Uh, Apple Podcasts, get on there, rate and review the show. Twitter, at Hawk Talk Pod. We've almost hit our next milestone, which is fantastic to see. 2,600 followers, if you don't mind. Now, you can join our Facebook family as well, facebook.com slash Pod, And we're on Instagram. Just search Hawk Talk Podcast for that one. And Patreon is the big one for us. You can jump on board and support the show there. Subscribe at any tier you like, really. But uh, there's a certain tier that will get you all the bonus content, which is all our audio stuff. And uh, right now, you get an exclusive Tassie photo diary, uh, sort of charting all, all our adventures. Are you still uh, hanging around in Tassie, are you? Like in your head? You're just thinking about... You're just thinking about how good Tatsy was? As Tiz is talking to me, he's leaned across and showed me his phone where... Quite a good multi. It was quite a good multi. Go on, tell him how much you won. No. No, I'm only doing it to you. (laughs) This is so cruel. Can I tell them? No, no, no. I just just think Tiz's tips should become a thing. Hashtag Tiz's tips. (laughs) You could have brought this up in the multi-segment. Nah, Instead, you nah, waited yeah. until the right end of the podcast. Right to the end, when all the listeners have gone, oh, they're doing the socials Such now. a jerk. Arrow. That's it. Oh, so this is the sealed section of the podcast, yep. is it? The yep. little bonus thing. This is for the the rusted-on listeners. Anyway, you can jump on patreon.com slash hawktalkpod and see the exclusive Tassie photo diary, the trip in which I put up with Tiz for four days. Uh, oh, oh, you took that quite badly. No, no, oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, your little face. Do you feel like a McDonald's? Oh, dear, I did. Not that again. See, apparently I'm a psychopath now. No, sociopath, that's the one. Your words, not mine. This has been the Hawk Talk <laughs> Podcast for another week. We are a happy team in Hawthorne.